Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. All right, so my opening scripture today is Job 1, 6 through 8. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. So the title of my message today is, have you considered my servant? You can be seated. Thank you. Have you ever considered who you want to be if you could be anyone in the Bible? All right, you can't you can't pick Jesus. All right, I mean that's the easy answer. But what, I mean the, what he what he did for us on Calvary, um, forget the punishment that he took for our sins. Only he could have done. You know, that was a that was a total God move. Amen. <laughs> so if you could pick anybody else, who would it be? Ever thought about it? Um, any Moses fans? I know standing before Pharaoh boldly, you know, tell him, let my people go. You will let my people go. Performing miracles, the power within him that he was able to exercise. It's pretty cool, right? But, you know, then, but after they crawled, after they left Egypt, he pretty much, he became their pastor. So he heard all the gripes and complaints that the people had. You know, it's so hot. Oh my goodness. Where's the water? Where's the food? Why do we ever leave Egypt? Where there were grapes the size of chariots, air conditioning, ESPN. Come, come on, Rios, Rios, man, the buffet. Rios was never crowded. You know, so can, can you imagine over 600,000 people judging everything you did? Right. Like, there, there he goes up the mountain again. Every time it's time to do some work, he disappears. <laughs> right? But what about, uh, what about Solomon? Who, want, who wouldn't want to be the wisest, richest person on earth? Ever. No one ever like him again. You know, what, what's Warren Buffett considered? The the Oracle of Omaha? Right? right? Or the, the Omaha or Nebraska? I forgot which one it was. But he he didn't hold a candle to Solomon in richness or or wisdom, right? But now Solomon had over seven hundred wives of royal birth. And then he had three hundred concubines. So when I think about that, I like, okay, that's seven hundred women with a sense of entitlement that's like, I want Prada and Gucci. And then there's 300 women that, based on their looks, they were selected, but they want everything else. I ain't, all right, I'm not used to Prada and Gucci, but I want all the rest of um, Solomon, <laughs> right? Not too smart. My, what's that? Not too smart. <laughs> but what, you know what, what I, one thing I, I, I picked up about Solomon that I love is he's actually God, one of, one of God's symbols of forgiveness. You remember Solomon was David and Bathsheba's second son. The first one came from, um, you know, after David had Uriah, the Hittite, killed. You know, he saw Bathsheba. He's like, who is she? 
he, he, she's Uriah's um, she's Uriah's wife. Right? Well, place him in the front lines, and then Uriah gets killed, and David marries Bathsheba. The prophet Nathan comes and tell him, like, what you've done was wrong. And David, um, David confessed, 2 Samuel 12, 13 through 14, reads, Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this, you, made, you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter contempt, the son born to you will die. And after that, after that child died, uh, Bathsheba, you know, David, can, he consoled um, Bathsheba, and then she conceived again. And she had Solomon. And it said, the Bible says that the Lord loved Solomon. He actually sent word to the prophet Nathan that Solomon's name would be Jedediah, meaning loved by the Lord. I mean, that's a great name. You know, you know, all my kids, they're all named, you know, Ray something, Rayshawn, Rayshawn, Ray Lee, Raymond, Rain, Rayani. But I you know, really didn't put that much thought between now that we have Journey, our grandbaby. Maybe we, if, if we have another one, we'll start with the J's. Jedediah, that's a good love by the Lord. I would love to have a kid raised up yeah. with that name because there's a meaning in the name, right? Yeah. And, no, speaking of David, is there anyone want to be David? Maybe not the, you know, running for your life from a, from a king, <laughs> running from your own son, hiding in caves, hiding in tabernacles. Maybe not that part of David, the, you know, the whole life of war. But the, the way he reverenced and rejoiced for the Lord, right? You know, you know the song, um, when the spirit of the Lord comes into my heart, I will dance like David. I will sing like David. Any old school Pentecostals know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that might be telling my age a little bit. But, you know, it's just it's just that how he like he got to the point where he's like, I don't care how I look. I don't care how I sound. There's something in me that I got to let God let out. God's been way too good for me. I got to dance. You know, I got to shout, you know, or. Not just the, the great part of it, but, but I'm going through some things. I need to crowd a little longer. I need to I need to speak out a little louder. I need God to recognize that there's something in me, and I, I just need you to fix it. Here I am, Lord. Hear me. See me, right? And if things are going well for you, then I rejoice with you. But I got to get something, or I got to give something. I, my energy has to be towards God. I love that about David. You know, and there, there are so many people that we can choose from. You know, Enoch. He walked with God 300 years. Yeah. Walked with God. I mean, goodness. I know Moses talked with God face to face. Enoch walked with God. Elijah, he was taken up in the whirlwind to heaven. I mean, if I could take a shortcut and just get to heaven, <laughs> I'm all for that. Um, Peter, who Jesus himself said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Like, you talking about being singled out. I mean, that, that, that probably, that, if that is that. If that's not a step up moment, what you going to do? You know, Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Well, I could pull a Jonah and try to disappear for a while. <laughs> or I could step up to the plate. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Full of faith. You know, crucified for speaking out and telling, you know, giving the, Israelite, the Israelites their wrongs. Uh, maybe John the Baptist. We got a lot of these men in the church, a lot of men in the church that like to go camping. Now, me, I'm in the army. So that field life is not for me. I, I've been in the army for 24 years. So camping does not sound any, at, any, at any point, it's nothing that I want to do. And I told the men that, it's like, you know what, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, matter of fact, this April, um, this month, one of my mandatory drills, and they're talking about we're going to go out to the woods and we're going to practice this and practice that. No, 
that don't sound like anything. Why? <laughs> but hey, you know, some the guys in here they like that wildlife. Eat what you catch, catch what you eat. Don't hey, grow your beard, whatever. But what about Paul? You know, you know, as we know, Paul wrote more than half the Old Te um, New Testament. And what and when I think about Paul, and now you know, of course, I'm talking about you know when you talk about you want to be Paul. Yeah, we want to be the good side of Paul, not the the murderous witch hunting Paul. <laughs> um, but we all still have a little Paul in us. You know, you think about if you think about our the sinful life that we used to have and we used to live. How many people did we did we spiritually kill because they saw how we were at that time? Right. right. Now, whether or not we're a church girl, somebody's watching us at all times, and we influence somebody. If it's our children, if, our, if it's our other family members, friends, we are, we our lives influences somebody, no matter what side of this that you're on. And, and you know, as I thought about, it, it's like we really do live in a glass house once we once we confess that we are Christians. It's like the world is beaming in on you to say. Uh, what is he going to do? How is he going to react to this? What is he going to say? You know, what is he listening to in his car when he's jamming? Well, it's when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart. I'm just happen to be moving in a different way. Um, but I think the world looks for the opportunity to say, to call us a hypocrite. They, it's like they almost live for that moment when it's, ah, got you. I knew it. <laughs> but are there not hypocrites in the world too? You know, so they can get to the point to say, I've actually heard people say, I don't go to church because of all the hypocrites. Like, are there not hypocrites in the world? Or do they get a pass because they're already damned? And then my, and sometimes I rebut it with, do you also not go to the gym because of all the fat people? <laughs> Everybody here fat, I ain't coming no more. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, is the church supposed to be filled with righteous people or is it supposed to be a place where people like me can come and continually work towards salvation? Right. Psalms 107 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. No, redeemed doesn't mean renewed. It means rescued. Jesus rescued me from the sinful life that I had. And then when we get into Acts 2.38, where it says, to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, that's when we turn around and make something, and make, you know, a different path. It, and even that doesn't mean that we won't struggle and we won't, we won't fall, right? It means as you're forgiven for your sins, you continuously try, you continually get up and try to walk a different way, right? You know, we, we try not to continually crucify Jesus over and over and over again. We try to be better. But when I think of Job, I mean, my goodness, I admire Job. He's, ever since I started reading the Bible and, and trying to do my yearly Bible challenge, Job is always one of my favorite stories. Because I, I admire his, his attitude about what he was going through at that time. When God said, have you considered my servant Job? In the Hebrew text, it means that he he was asking Satan, he was giving him Satan the authority to place his heart or direct his mind to Job. Like intentionally focus on him. 
that amount of faith that God had in who Job was, that is amazing. It, he actually had, God had so much trust in Job and Job 1 and 12. It says that the Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. And then we know, you know, he, he took, he went through the first trials that I get into. And then, then later God said, Satan, God gave Satan permission to afflict Job, afflict the man himself, as long as he didn't kill him. You know, we know how the story goes. The, the first messenger came and says to, um, the Sabians stole the oxen and the, and the, um, and the donkeys, killed all the, all the servants. The second one came while he was still talking, said fire came from heaven and burned up all the sheep and killed all the servants as well. And then while that one was still speaking, another one said that the Chaldeans came and stole all the, all the, um, all the camels, killed all the servants. And then the last one came and said a mighty wind blew the four corners of the house and the house fell on all his children. And what was Joe's response? Anybody remember Joe's response to all of that? We got people shaking their heads. Yes. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I would depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. I mean, wow. Come on. It, how much faith is that? How much reverence for God is that? The, you know, I think when I think about my life and my family, I think about the cars can break down. The, the house can have problems. The house can burn down. I could lose my job. All the money could disappear. Things can get stolen. And I can always say God's going to work it out. God's making a way. God has a plan. That's even if he, even if I get sick, like when we had COVID, I know people was dying, but it's like, you know, God's going to heal. And if God doesn't heal, this is what we've been working towards. Salvation, eternity. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Either way, we're going to win. But I have to be honest with y'all when it comes to my children and my God and my grandchildren, that's something that's something completely different. That's when I really think about how Job like looked at things, how he how he accepted what was going on. I really can't say that I would have I have that amount of faith. I pray that I do. I really do. I pray that if when if my children get into trouble or if they get sick, I pray that I have the faith that even if one of them die, I pray that I have the faith to say, you know, God gave, God took away takes away let the name of the Lord be praised but I pray more that I'm never tested that way I pray more that God continues to protect us than he tries us you know even in Job when you when you look at the beginning of chapter one in Job you see that Job sacrificed and like after the festivities and the celebrations was done Job sacrificed animals just in case his kids sinned in their hearts. So it was that fear. He didn't, it doesn't say that he, he was always the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. It says that he sacrificed just in case they sinned. So he had, he had the same fears that we have. All of us worry about our family. All of us worry about our wives and our children. And Job had those same worries. It's just that when he was tried, that's when his true faith came out. Right, right. Amen. Well, so where do we stand with God's faith in us? You know, where do we stand when it comes to when the day of the Lord, when the day comes and God 
and all the angels are gathered around and Satan is with him and God asks Satan, where, did, where have you come from? And he says, from, from going on the earth, going back and forth. And then God says, have you considered my servant Miriam? Right? I love that testimony that Sister Bates gave a few weeks ago about how um, be, before, before her husband lost his job, they were making a six-figure income. Giving wasn't a problem. You know, sharing, blessing others was not a problem at all. But then as she watched their savings deplete, and Sister Mary's not here right now, and she comes in later, then ask her for her testimony. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm giving you the cleft notes to her testimony. But when she told her mother that she didn't think they could afford to continue paying tithes, her mom's response was, you can't afford to stop paying tithes. You know, have you considered my servant Nathan? That same message that Sister Bates gave her testimony, Pastor was saying how when they took over this church, the church finances weren't what they thought they were. And he actually, they actually considered, he was like, is it time to tell my wife, pack the bags, we, the Lord leading us somewhere else, obviously. <laughs> but God told him, take it to the church. And I, I remember, take the financial situation to the church. And I remember reading that financial report that he gave us, and I remember the guilt and the conviction that I felt because I knew that we, I knew we weren't giving nearly enough, if anything. So, have you considered my servant Raymond? Um, Solomon is not here, but I've told the story before how we met, and I'll give you the short version because I'm trying to get through all of this. Um, basically, I left some money. I left like $360 in ATM. I drove off, and he came in behind me and left, and he got it. So. I debate on if I should even go in the bank, like just count on the loss and and keep moving. He probably was probably he probably was thinking the same thing as far as well. Thank you, God. <laughs> he probably could have used that money, but and he he told me that he felt like there was someone or something over him. This is before Solomon came to our church. Something or someone was telling him, you know, what you're gonna do. Like something was just really over him, questioning his heart. So he turned it in, and I decided to go back into the bank, and he happened to be still there. And while I was there, I could have easily said thank you and walked away. But I told him, hey, give me your phone number, and I'll give you a call later. And even when I called him, in addition to being in the military, we also have several businesses. I could have tried to make money off of him. Hey, why don't you come check us out? No, I can, maybe I can help you with some finances. Hey, why don't you come check out my wife's spa, you and your wife, and we can set y'all up. So we could have tried to make some money, but instead I invited him to church. And now Solomon and Melissa have completed their six-week Bible study. Their, their two girls are two of 200 running around in his church <laughs> in between services. <laughs> They've become a part of the church family. Amen? Amen. Awesome. You know, so... Have you considered my servant Brian? I absolutely love how God works. You know, in his omnipotence and omnipresence, he's, you know, being all powerful, he's everywhere. When he's working on, when he's testing Sister Miriam and her giving, he's testing her mother and her witnessing. You know, when he's testing Pastor and his vision and his faith and trust, he's testing me and my. He's testing my heart to see am I going to be, am I going to change, be faithful in my giving. He's working so many things at one time. You just never know what's going to happen. When people say the, 
the will of the Lord and, you know, God's working it all out. He's not just working it out for me. He's working it out for all of us at the same time. You know what I mean? Have you considered my story, Adam? I don't need to be jealous of somebody coming in with a new suit or a new car or how God's blessing other people, how, how God's blessing other ministries. Because um, he, while he's blessing Brother Adam, he's protecting Brother Foster while he's on the road. While he's protecting Brother Foster, he's healing Sister Faith. While he's healing Sister Faith, he's giving Pastor the vision. While he's giving Pastor vision, he's anointing our children and protecting our children. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When he's, while he's growing our children, he's anointing Brother Butler so Brother Butler can, can guide those children. Have you considered my servant, Eddie? I mean, he's opening doors for Sister Bates. Sister Bates talking about how she continued to give despite the financial circumstances. And then she testified that her she started her own business and she has a vision where it's going to be, and she knows it's going to be over a quarter million dollars eventually. He's, men, he's mentioned the pastor. He's growing our children. Like I said, have you considered my servant Stephen? James 1, 2 through 4 says, consider it pure joy. My brothers, whenever, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Have you considered my servant George? You see, when we got to get to a place in our spiritual walk, that no matter what, we can say to ourselves, no matter what, I'm going to praise the Lord. We have all we, have all we need to defeat the enemy everything that we need on this earth. Romans 8.31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Have you considered my, my servant Colin? One of the most powerful things we have is a made-up mind. Yeah. Made-up mind that says, no matter what is going to happen, you know, I'm going to dance. I'm going to show up and I'm going to give God glory. Because I know he's going to work it out. I'm going to thank him in my circumstance and I'm going to thank him after it's over. You know, I got more money than I got more month than I got money, but I'm still going to pay my tithes. Because I, I have to. I have to be faithful. The car broke down. The car broke down again. The bills are late. But I know God is working it all out. My mom was, my mom, <laughs> she, I let her read this because um, she wanted to stay here, but she went home to help my brother since they were going on vacation. But um, she was receiving unemployment since, what, December, January of 2020. So where she works, she works, she works on, at Colonial Williamsburg. And the restaurant that she works in, they shut down seasonally from January to about March. And then that period, they get unemployment. And then they go back to work in April. But then in 2020, everything shut down because, you know, because of COVID. And Colonial Williamsburg allowed them to continue to draw unemployment, thinking that eventually it was going to go away or there was going to be a fix and everybody can go back to work. Well, here we are in April of 2021, and she was still entitled to draw unemployment, but she hadn't received a check in about six months. Now, at this, at this time, based, it's just based on what she saved and the unemployment, and that gets her by until the restaurants open back up. But the money hasn't been there. But yet, she still says, after she complains and she, she bents against all the church, she still said, but I know the Lord's working that out. Yes. Yes. Right? That's how we all supposed to be, right? Yes. Like, I know it's coming. Like this person told me that um, this is my mom talking. This person told me that yeah, they finally got their checks again, but they did give them back pay. But I know the Lord's gonna work it out. <laughs> like four people said you didn't get back paid, but you still believe that hey, God's gonna work it out. It, it's all gonna be taken care of. It's all gonna get fixed. Matthew six and twenty five. 
Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Our father feeds the birds. He clothes the fields. He knows what we need and he's going to provide. Amen. Yes. Have you considered my servant, Matthew? The people at work ostracize me because I'm a Christian. But I'm a, I'm a proud to be, I am proud to be a child of the living God. Because Mark, 30, Mark 8, 38 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glorious Father with the holy angels. Now, I'm not going to hide that I'm a Christian. I'm not going to, I hope people see the light in me. I hope they see something different in me. And I pray that that light affects them. Like, I refuse to be ashamed of who I am and who I serve and how good he is to me because I don't want him to be ashamed of me one day. Like, can you imagine when, that day when he was like, hey, remember that time when so-and-so asked you as a Christian and you didn't really want to talk about it? You kind of beat around the question? Now, now you want me to stand here and defend you on Judgment Day? Like, Lord, please don't be ashamed of me. <laughs> right? Have you considered my servant April? No matter what, the, what, no matter what calamity the enemy tries to use against me, I'm going to praise God because I know He's fighting my battles. I don't, I can't always see what's, I can always can't see His plan. Um, in my heart, I might question the plan, like God, what is going on? Why is, why is so much coming at us right now? But I still trust with blindly that He's working it all out. That He has, He's working for our greatest good. So we have to praise him through our circumstances. Amen? Amen. Praise him while you're going through it. Proverbs 18, 14 says, A man's spirit sustains him in sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. We got to walk with an attitude of gratitude, church. Amen? Amen. Amen. My, my, mom, my mom always says, Well, praise the Lord anyhow. <laughs> no matter what the circumstances going on, well, praise the Lord anyhow. <laughs> and, but... And I can I can admit now that I used to be like, Mama, can you please give me some other advice than praise the Lord in high? But now that my eyes have been opened, <laughs> I see like she's been telling me this for years, and it's so true. No matter what, praise the Lord anyhow. <laughs> y'all remember when I um, opened service? Y'all remember when I opened the service a few few weeks ago? Um, that pastor said, you know, our truck had broke down, and and I remember. Our attitude of Johnny and I, we were in the truck and we were we were like, you know, trying to push the truck along. Like, come on, baby, you can make it. Come on. Come on. Just a little bit longer. Just a little bit farther. Right. Because at the end of the day, we were grateful. We know we had a we had an attitude of gratitude because we knew that we had two more cars coming behind us that we could just jump in and leave this one. After all, that truck had that truck got two hundred ninety six thousand miles on it. We know we know it's dying. But if I can squeeze one more little bit of juice out of it, I will. But at the end of the day, it's like we're not going to let this situation affect our praise. We're going to church. We don't want to show up up to church worried about a car, worried about what we're going to do, how we're going to fix it, how we're going to pay for it. We want to come to church with a heart of praise and thankful that, that one, we had more cars on the way. Two, God gave us this car for 15 years? <laughs> 296,000 miles? Come on. Right? There's no reason to be mad about that. Have you considered my servant Katrina? 
with our made up mind, we decide to study the word and fight back with scripture. Remember, Jesus was tempted three times by, by the devil. And all three times he used scripture. Romans 8.37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who saved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves us so much we can, that we can be confident he will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. The word says cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Amen? Amen. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is own trouble. But we also know that the word says we are, we are experiencing trouble on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Amen? And that weeping man do it for a night. But what comes? Joy comes in the morning, right? Walk in the joy of the Lord and trust that he is always working for our good. Amen? Amen. Amen. When you get a chance, read Psalms 103. Yes. The, the, the whole chapter. I'm not going to read it. We are, yeah, I'm, I'm right on time. I'm actually doing all right. <laughs> the pastor could be happy about that, you know. I, I feel like I owe y'all some time anyway from the, from the last time I was up here. <laughs> read Psalms 103. And as I read that and it, it reminded me of how wonderful and how marvelous and how big our God is. This, you know, he's, he's protecting, he's healing, he's guiding, he's blessing, he's giving vision, he's ordering steps. He's doing it all, folks. And we just got to praise him no matter what. Amen? Amen. Let's, we can stand. If you were encouraged by this message, and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church, or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part 